0: What's going on Packers fans Aaron Nagler here with your Packers daily chat coming to you live TV social channels it is Friday holy cow it has been a day I have had a very long day hope you're all doing well heading into the weekend Bit of news today as you see of a headline Rich Bisaccia interviewing for the vacant head coaching position there in Indianapolis um I don't think you know I I'm not going to say it would be a surprise if he was given the gig, but, um, you know, I do think is doing his due diligence here and spreading a wide net, interviewing a lot of different people. I will say it's good to see Bisaccia being remembered for the work he did in Vegas. And maybe this past year with the kind of clown show that McDaniels presided over, even when he was given all that talent, um, maybe casts a, a, a new, better light on the work Bisaccia did. With the Raiders after Gruden's dismissal, um, and in some quarters people had talked about, you know, what a great job he'd done. He'd had some head coaching interviews last last cycle, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for Rich that he, he's his name is out there and he's getting these interviews. That said, again, I, I it doesn't feel like the kind of hire that Ursay would make, but you never know. You do never know, and who knows? Once you're in that room, you make your pitch, man. That it could 100% sway Ursa uh, to go, yeah, this is my guy. So uh, best of luck to Rich. Um, selfishly, obviously, I hope he doesn't get the, the job. I thought the Packers special teams, though they did start uh, <laughs> somewhat poorly this year, um, really hit their stride down the stretch. And not just Keyshawn Nixon, who was obviously the kind of talk of the town, the big headline, but the coverage units greatly improved. Um, kind of second back half of the year last eight games or so um, number of guys really kind of stepped up um, both in kickoff coverage and punt coverage clearly that's a big kind of feather in the cap for Passaccia um, funnily enough the, this interview news comes out the day that uh, Rick Gosselin's annual special teams rankings come out and I mean the Packers were ranked at 22nd which is still not very good but I think much of that is due to how poor they were early in the year. They still had issues with blocked punts and kicks, etc. Um But, hey, they were dead last last year. So, Basaccia took a terrible situation and at least made it passable and somewhat dynamic down the stretch of the season. So, um, that is the news. That, and, of course, the other big news today is uh, Alan Lazard's fine for counting in Miami was rescinded. So, that's good to hear. I mean, even the NFL couldn't be that petty and stupid. And that's saying something, because they have been known to be petty and stupid. So good for Alan Lazard to keep all that money. Would have been ridiculous. Hello everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. Hey, Callum, how are you? Uh, Do I think they will try to get Hopkins? I think Brian will do what he always does. I think he'll make a phone call. I don't think he'll make a major offer, though. I don't think he's going to give up major assets to get him. So I doubt they get Hopkins, but you never know. Never say never as Aaron said on Tuesday. Justin, thank you for the super chat. Hope your guy Tyler beats the article accusations. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Uh, for those of you who aren't on Twitter, um, A, you're very smart. B, uh, so this morning, was it this morning? It this afternoon? This morning? Uh, Bruce Irons, who is a writer at G Said TV, wrote an article entitled Three Reasons to Cut Ties with Aaron Jones. Oh boy. And then Aaron Jones retweeted it. <laughs> Said uh, something again. I'm paraphrasing, like, oh, this is too bad. I loved your Twitter page. Um, and they had like a freezing emoji. So Tyler Herrick, who handles our social and basically works the Twitter page, has spent the whole day basically watching Cheesehead TV's Twitter handle get absolutely roasted. And as I said, I responded to Aaron a little bit ago, about an hour ago, when I finally kind of came up for air today. Um, I said, Direct all complaints to Bruce. And look, uh, uh, look, I, I do not agree in any way, shape, or form that it is time to cut ties with Aaron Jones. However, Packers fans have lots of different opinions. Bruce is a Packers fan with an opinion. An opinion I vehemently disagree with, but we never censor that at Cheesehead TV. If you have an opinion and you, and he laid it out, his reasonings, and no one's read the article, of course. They just bitch on Twitter about the headline, which I get, that's the world we live in. But man, I disagree with almost everything he wrote in that article, but I love that he has a space to voice his opinion as a Packers fan who likes to create content. You know, we never, ever, ever, ever censor someone for their opinion about the Packers. It's just not what we do at G Said TV. That said, I will have. Um, a rebuttal, so to speak, later tonight. <laughs> Good Lord. Bill, thanks for the Super Chat. Uh, you think Packers should move on from Rodgers but won't. Is that because Goot isn't brave as TT or did they overcommit last year? I think it's a bit of both, Bill. I think that's pretty apparent. I mean, the overcommitment is pretty clear in the contract, isn't it? I would, I think so. Um, and then is not as brave as TT. Few humans are. I said yesterday, it took balls the size of church bells for Ted not only to draft Aaron when he did, but then to trade Brett the way he did. No question about it. Matt, I think I just answered your question. Why is G Said TV endorsing, promoting on their platform the parting of ways with 33? Matt, it's an opinion, buddy. People are allowed to have them. Even ones we don't agree with. I know in this lockstep input, output XO black-white world, people have a real problem understanding that that there are you know grades context maybe not everything is black and white I know it's real hard to understand hopefully I've uh, explained it to you what else we got folks what else we got Uh, twelve four drama nature of the beast that's a good question Matt um that is a really good question. Is it the nature of the beast? I don't think so. It feels very specific to Green Bay and how they operate. And it's kind of, I think, what Aaron was somewhat getting at during his summer of discontent two years ago because they have been so siloed off on the personnel side that you know maybe the communication is, isn't as good as it can be or could be. But I do think because they've been so successful for these with these two quarterbacks that these two quarterbacks have become beyond reproach inside the building so it becomes really difficult when everything in the building and everybody's jobs and everybody's existence is kind of at the mercy of one dude of one guy you talk about the face of the franchise the Packers take it to a whole new level so I don't know man that I, I honestly don't have a concrete answer for you other than it does feel very specific to Green Bay, and I understand there have been messy divorces. Hell, Baltimore's probably going through one right now with Lamar. Although I think it's still early there. Who knows how that actually plays out? But you know, go back in. You know, the transition from Montana to Steve Young. You know, there, there, there are examples out there where things haven't been, you know, incredibly smooth. Although I don't think the drama was as much around that as it, as it has been with Brett and Aaron towards the end of their careers. Yeah, I don't know, man. I Again, it feels Green Bay specific. But I'm, I'm happy to hear arguments for or against in the comments or on Twitter or what have you. But yeah, it just doesn't seem to happen many other places, right? I don't know. It's a good question. Bucky, thanks for the Super Chat. Pack dominate my psyche 365 days a year. One thing I can't shake, getting beat in the trenches every January. Additionally, winning Super Bowls is hard. Go Pack, go. Bucky, I could not agree more. And that is why I led one of these chats a couple days ago with a number one thing. I don't care who the quarterback is, is the offensive line has to get better. There is zero doubt in my mind that they have won at least one Super Bowl these last three years with better O-line play in January, as you're intimating. You have to. You have to win up front. The game is won and lost up front. And hell, I'd switch it around and put it on the defensive side as well. Although, I mean, these last two... Games At the end of the year in January, the defense has played a hell of a lot better, both up front and all over, than the offense has. Whether it was against the Lions or against the 49ers last year, you know, for all the Joe Barry hate, his team has played, his side of the ball has played well in these winter go home games. It's the offense that has completely shit the bed. So I don't know, man. Uh, I, I hear you, though. I'm definitely with you. B. Andis, thanks for the super chat. On the 33 note, give me two viable candidates that can be cut, save our cap some space, and make us a better team. Man, I don't know. I don't have the salary cap breakdown right here in front of me. Unlike all you nerds out there, I don't sit here pretending I know better than Russ Ball. I mean, I know better than Matt LaFleur, but I don't know better than Russ Ball. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Man, I don't know. I don't want to cut anybody. I'm like Brian or Ted back in the day. I want them all. I want to keep them all. I will say, though, um, I think there's some easy wins as far as letting guys go, whether it's Mason Crosby or Randall Cobb, what have you. I mean, some of these decisions can make themselves as far as not bringing guys back rather than having to cut people. You know what I mean? That's just how I approach it. Uh, Ed, thanks for the Super Chat. Will he? Won't he? Well, I mean, what do you really think? Oh, dear God, an entire offseason of this. Again, it's not an entire offseason. I know we went through it two summers ago with the bombshell on draft night, and then it kind of extended into training camp right towards, the, like, right at the edge of training camp, so it was all summer then. But last offseason, we knew he was back, you know, in the spring, before, you know, basically OTA started, and then he had come to OTAs, but they knew he was back. So it's not like it's going to go on all summer. He'll we'll, They'll have a decision before free agency starts. We won't have to sit here twisting all summer long. That's not going to happen. John Stimotovic, what's up, man? How you doing? They are nerds. I, Johnny, you know, I look, in, look. I'm a nerd, right? I'm just a nerd about different things. But I get it, man. Like, people are obsessed with the cap, and that's how they come to the game sometimes, or roster construction and how that, the mechanics of the cap work. I get it, and God bless you, and that's what kind of, you know, gets you going, that's great. That's awesome. That's a certainly a totally valid way to fan. It's just not what I do. I just... I mean, sure, if you want to present me with, okay, this and this, and here are the numbers and blah, 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 and what do you think, then, okay, I might give an opinion. But as far as, like, oh, we got to cut this. Like, people saying they got to cut Bakhtiari. Like, is the craziest shit in my mind. Like, how... He is one of the best tackles in the league. He didn't allow a sack all season long. Like, I understand, like, it's very frustrating... All the time he missed, whatever, but he is a great player. You don't cut great players, you make it work. And that's kind of where I land on Aaron Jones. Yeah, he's got a huge cap hit next year. They will undoubtedly work with him, as Brian talked about in his postseason press conference, to make that happen and get him back. He's a great player. I don't want to get rid of great players. I just don't. That's just me. This is something I'm into. Luke, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Hope you're feeling better. You make Every day better with these chats. Here's a shot of whiskey to heal the tummy. Thank you, Luke. That's greatly appreciated. Yeah, I feel a little better. I'm, I'm sure you can hear I'm still very stuffed up. My throat's not on fire like it was yesterday. Um, it's been it's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day. But, yeah, I'm feeling a little better. Thank you so much. Uh, what else we got here, folks? <laughs> Brandy Lewis. What's up, Brandy? Nerds win trivia. I do not win trivia. But you have fun at trivia. And isn't that more important? I feel you, though. Hey, Cheesehead TV Trivia, live Packers trivia, coming back this offseason. Be ready for it. Don't talk crap about Crosby around Matt Mamba. Matt Mamba, regular Packers Daily Watcher, definitely uh, saw his response to my uh, prediction that it was probably time to move on from Mason Crosby. Uh, I hear you. What else we got here, folks? We got Ronnie. What's up, man? Thanks nice to super chat. You want Cobb and Big, ba- Big Dog back too? Uh, what I want is a material. Um, I think it's probably time to move on from Randall Cobb. Uh, big dog, I can see the case. I know they have to get more explosive, younger, more athletic at that position, but I think he is so good at what he does, even though it is very you know, singular and specific and somewhat tips defenses off to what they're doing. I mean, he's out there. What is he, 18 years in the league, 17 years in the league? He was out there in that Minnesota game, ceiling from in line sealing a wide defensive end and not just any defensive end, Daniel Hunter, one of the better defensive ends in the league. And he's out there sealing him, So Aaron Jones can get around the edge for a first down for a big game. You know, it's like that doesn't just happen that, that guys like that don't grow on trees. And the way he, you know, is looked up to in the locker room, the leadership he provides, I can make a case for keeping him around now. Will I understand if the Packers move on? 1,000%. But I think the case for keeping Big Dog is stronger than the case for keeping Randall Cobb, other than 12 wants Cobb back, most likely. And who knows? Maybe that's part of the conversation they had last week. Maybe Aaron said, I want Randall back, and the Packers said, "Mm, we're going to move on. And then he went to McAfee and said, "Well, uh, you know, where's the best situation for me? Where can I win MVP? Blah blah blah. I don't know, Aaron, but I tend to think the best situation for you to go win MVP is probably not in a building where no one knows the hand signals. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at Lewis Guara, Darnell. Uh, oh, in Washington, in the draft room. Yeah, no, that's not terrible. Um, here's the thing." I, I'm not quite ready to write off Tunyon yet. I don't think you count on him as a front line, like the, your lead dog, so to speak. Of course, that would not be big dog. Um, but I think he was really rounding into shape at the end of last year in a way that tells you that he's finally over the injury. A lot of times it takes about a year, year and a half for guys to come back from an ACL. He certainly looked more productive the last two or three games. And he's probably going to be somewhat cheap because of the fact that I can't imagine someone out in the market is going to pay top dollar for a guy coming off a significant injury and pretty unproductive season. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see Tunyon in back. Maybe the Packers let him hit free agency and then resign him. You know, if he doesn't find a market, which I suspect is probably what's going to happen. Um, but Hey, I, but I also wouldn't be adverse to what you put here. I, I yeah, getting a little bit younger, you know, a little bit more, Kind of flexible there. I wouldn't be surprised. Bucky, I'm so jealous. He says, Bucky, who's also a carry the G club member. I need a carry the G. I think I'll open one. What's that like? I wish I could live that existence, but I live in New York City. Can't even drink my own beer. It's ridiculous. Uh, Get the Notre Dame tight end. Well, Gary, I think a lot of people love that prospect. No doubt about it. Um, At 15, that feels really rich. And I'd be very surprised if the Packers utilized a first-round pick in a tight end. However, I would have told you the same thing about an off-ball linebacker last year at 22 or whatever it was. So, who knows? We'll see. Mm, The only way I see keeping Cobb is on the cheap. Yeah, Chip, I I think that's probably the case. Maybe they bring him back. As a, uh, you know, one year vet, maybe not vet minimum, maybe with incentives in the deal. I mean, like it's not the world's worst thing to have a veteran who really does it the right way and has a connection with Aaron, and it still can be productive when on the field. Although it wasn't very productive in that final game against Detroit, um, but he can be. And you've got nothing other than three guys who are going into their second year. Slated to be on the roster with Alan Lazard set to be a free agent. have to think, yeah, you got, you got to have some kind of veteran presence. And I'd much rather have Randall Cobb than whatever this year's version of Sammy Watkins might end up being. So it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's like I would be like, oh, I can't do that ever. Like, I, I, if they bring him back, I get it. But I also can make the case that it's time to move on. Uh next, did you see what Namath said about Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets? I saw that he would lobby or acquiesce to having his number unretired so Aaron could wear it, which I think is great. I love, I love the idea of Rodgers on the Jets if for no other reason than the symmetry of Brett going to the Jets and then Aaron going to the Jets. It'd be amazing. And I tell you what, I tell you what. You get Aaron that defense. Hold things down, Salah's defense. Man, you fix that offensive line, they they be cooking. You got that young Wilson cat at wide receiver. They could do some work. That'd be fun to watch. And put yeah, and put them in the AFC. I'm down with that. Uh, I'm thinking Packers management play for their jobs. Goal is ten and six. I don't think so. I think. They both, I mean, all three of them, Russ Ball, Matt LaFleur, and Brian Gutekunst just signed five-year contract extensions. And yes, this year's a disappointment, no question about it. Mar Murphy's not going to kind of pull the ripcord after even two bad years. Now, you head into a third season, then it gets a little different. But I think they'll be given every opportunity to show that this is a bit of a blip on the radar when it comes to success in Green Bay, Wisconsin, with the Green Bay Packers. That's my guess. Uh, Do you have do I have any thoughts on picking Jackson Smith wide receiver at 15 and tight end in the second? Also, how would Packers fans react to these selections? Oh, John, you're going to have to ask someone who would know who that gentleman is. I am way, 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 way too early in the process to even have an opinion about players are going to be in this draft. Um, More so than anything, Look, we're going to get to free agency, and guys are going to switch teams, and needs are going to change, and we're going to go through the whole process of the Senior Bowl and all the the All-Star Games, and then the Combine will come, and the guys will rise and fall, quote-unquote. Man, there's so much time. There's so much time. Ask me again in about a month, and I'll have a better opinion on that. Nags, what was your favorite game from this past year? Oh, Eric. I mean, it's a toss-up between... The Cowboys game and the second Vikings game, I think the Vikings game probably edges it, but um, they're both phenomenal. I will say it would have been the fucking London game if they hadn't gone three and out after an eight-minute touchdown drive or tried to go RPO at the goal line to win it or tried to, like, you know, throw a ill-fated Hail Mary that broke the quarterback's thumb. Other than those things, uh, London was awesome. London was fucking awesome right until it wasn't. John, thanks for the Super Chat. Since Chelsea is getting everybody, Pulisic for 12, (laughs) let's go. Let's go. I'm in. Yeah, Chelsea's getting everybody, but they're still playing like crap. (laughs) Brandy. The Packers took three wide receivers last year. That should last a decade. Um, Remember when Ted took three wide receivers? And MVS was the only one who even lasted the four years of his rookie contract? And then he walked? And drafting three in one season doesn't mean much got to keep churning, got to keep looking, got to keep going, got to keep improving. You're always getting better or you're getting worse. Can't sit still. Oh, this is some spam here. Okay, that's that's fun. The young guys need to see more action. Very promising draft class. I agree, Manuel. No question about it. Um, there's a case to be made that it takes this staff too long to get guys on the field. There is zero doubt about that. I think everybody's seen that. Um, that said, yes. Lots of promise, lots of hope, but they have to do the work. Traditionally, you like to see a you know guys do make a significant jump between year one and year two, but it's only if they do the work. You know, anyone who's watched me or our channel for a while knows I say this every summer: it's down to the player. You know, you can give them every kind of advantage, but if they don't take advantage of it, it doesn't mean much. They got to do the playbook stuff. They obviously got to stay in shape. And, you know, these are young men, 20, early 20s, all on their own for the first time. They're not in college. There's no kind of college prep thing going on. No one, you know, making sure that they're doing the stuff every day, every week, blah, 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 leading up to the combine and the draft itself. And then you've got, you're thrown right into your rookie minicamp. And then you have the OTA offseason, blah, blah, blah. So there's like no break. Now they're on a break and kind of left to their own devices. And it's fine. Get away from it for a little bit. Totally understand that. But man, are you back at it? Are you back at it every day? Uh, both mental and physical? Because that's what it takes. And I'm not sitting here and saying, you got to eat, sleep, and breathe football 24-7. Like, of course, these guys can have other interests, a life. Get all that. But you got to do the work. Got to do it. And that is entirely down to the player. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> Johnny. Jamon Moore left us wanting Jamon less. Hey, he had a really nice touchdown catch in preseason once. Don't ever forget. Oh, man. Javier, your opinion, Rogers in or out? I've been saying, I think he's in. I think he's back. I think we're back here next January having all the same conversations. That's his guesswork on my part. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell Tyler Herrick that you love him because he's going through it. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody. Uh, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. Hopefully, Bruce doesn't write any more articles to get any you know, really superstar Packers pissed off at us. It's been great. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go back up.